You are listening to a podcast from Influence Church. We hope it encourages and empowers you to make a difference in your world for the kingdom of God. For any more information, visit our website, influencechurch.co.uk. Enjoy the message. preach today on um, the, uh, the title is called Barriers and Access, okay? Um, I don't know if it says that on there at all, but it's not important. It's not, it's really not. Um, but uh, in the summer, me and, and Hannah, and uh, who is my wife, by the way, um, so, and, uh, and my uh, now newly inherited little sister, Emma, who is like the devil, uh, with with a sweet smile. <laughs> um, uh, we, we, we went down to uh, a festival, first festival I've ever been to, a place called Matlock in Derbyshire, and it was called Why Not Festival, and therefore we thought, why not? But um, uh, Emma absolutely loves music, and we, we're blessed that we're, within our location in Penrith, we, we've got a professional musician, uh, a guy called Pete, um, who plays with a band called Everything Everything, and he said, why don't you come down to this festival? And um, when, when we arrived... Uh, we were given these VIP uh, wristbands. Now, I've never been a VIP before, not, not intentionally, uh, anyway. Um, but it, it was amazing. Like, you got to use, like, decent toilets, which, uh, you know, was the first thing for me. Um, then uh, we, we, we got to be kind of in the inner circle with all the tour buses and you're kind of rubbing shoulders with uh, people you've only ever seen on TV and, and you know, you're like awestruck and whatever. And uh, it, it was an amazing opportunity. Emma absolutely loved it. I was kind of thinking, how late is this going to be? It's a long drive back from Derby, but that is showing my uh, uh, ever-growing age, I guess. But um, it, it, was, it, was, it was amazing. And it, without this wristband, it wouldn't have been half of what it was. That this special wristband gave us access all areas. We were able to go and watch Pete perform from backstage, which was uh, an incredible opportunity. And uh, but you know, even with this wristband, I spent most of the time feeling like an imposter. Because I don't look like a VIP, okay? I don't sound like a VIP. Every person I greeted, I expected to be turned away um, because uh, I'm me, you know. And as much as I convinced myself I was there as Pete's personal pastoral support, it, 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 you know, I, I was thinking that they, they're going to say, now you definitely don't belong here, especially when I'm there with my camera <laughs> filming all these people and everything. I'm VIP. But... Um, uh, and I, I just felt like an imposter. And I, I thought that this image, that how many of us as Christians, I think, spend our Christian life assuming there's barriers, assuming we've got limited access to God, and walking around feeling like sooner or later, someone's going to point you out in your chair and say, you don't belong here. You are an idiot. We're, we're all aware of that. Uh, and and th- therefore, you know, the, the sacrifice of Christ and whatever, it means something to us. But to you, are you sure? And that, we can live our life with that barrier, feeling like, like we t- have to tiptoe around God, feeling like he's angry with us, feeling that there are things in the way. And uh, today, I just want to help us break down some of these barriers because, um, you know, I, I think we can live life with this limited access when actually we have access 
all areas, you know, and I think there are many Christians who meander through life uh, with a head knowledge that, that God loves them and a head knowledge that, that God saved them. But because we don't actually walk in it, um, we, we, we don't actually ever live in the fullness of what it is. Um, and instead, we never enter God's throne room with the boldness that he wants us to. And, uh, and the, simply, the purpose of this message is to show you how good Jesus is. That, that, that's the purpose number one of this message, to just show you all that he has done so we can enter the throne room boldly. Uh, the, the second thing is to help you realize, maybe name, maybe place, the barriers that we have put between us and God, things that we have allowed, and to remind you that actually from God's side, there is no barrier. Uh, and, and it's also, I think, the, I guess the, the sub-purpose of this is it is going to make you go home and hug your animals, okay? Uh, you know, your pets, your farm animals and stuff like that, because we're, we're going to talk about sacrifice today, people. So you need to go home and you need to give Kitty a little extra hug today and be thankful that because of the blood of Jesus shed, we no longer have to slaughter uh, animals. Praise Jesus. So we're going to go there today. Um, you know, uh, Hebrews is a letter in the Bible that the only disappointment of it is that we can never, we don't fully know who wrote it, basically, so we can never fully celebrate them. It's a bit like Banksy, isn't it, in that sense? You know, we, we've got an idea, but we're not fully sure. That's like the Hebrews. I'm not sure if I can link them two together, but, uh, um, you know, but the, the message from the writer of Hebrews is fairly plain. It's a letter that is correcting some old thinking that has crept in. Um, he is displaying just who Christ is and how supreme he is over angels, over Moses, and over some of the old sacrifices. Things that, that um, were in the Old Testament law but have become barriers that limited people entering in to the fullness that God had for them through Jesus. And um, these things were obviously for their early Jewish converts to Christianity and uh, were really stumbling blocks for them. And uh, the writer of Hebrews is trying to address this to them. And he's trying to do a call to persevere in the faith. Who knows that we sometimes need to be reminded to persevere in our faith, that there are things that happen in life that throw us to the left and to the right. And sometimes it's good to have that reminded to persevere, to not to retreat, but to keep hopeful because the one who was promised is himself faithful. And because he is faithful, we can trust him wholeheartedly. So within this letter, I feel like the writer of Hebrews lays all his cards on the table, basically saying, if you do not run with this now, then sorry, there is no hope. Because he lays out just everything that God has done. He's appealing to the church to not take a step back into the traditional Judaism as some of them were doing, but actually not to insult the spirit of grace that God has given us uh, and to not again be shackled to these traditions and these rituals and thrashing out our way to God, which even in the 21st century, some of us can be guilty of laying these things back on us that we, it's about us 
and our striving and what we need to do. And it's a reminder that Jesus just smashed up the barriers and paid it all. So we're going to read from Hebrews 10, 19 to 25. Uh, Just a little warning. Some of this is fairly deep, but I just feel like if we can get this today, it can be transformational. If we lived in this today, we would be a different church. I tell you that if you lived in the fullness that God had done, uh, that God has done for you, you would be a different person today. It says here in Hebrews 10, Therefore, brothers and sisters, since we have confidence to enter the most holy place by the blood of Jesus, by a new and living way opened for us through the curtain that is his body, and since we have a great high priest over the house of God, let us draw near to God with a sincere heart and with the full assurance that faith brings, having our hearts sprinkled to cleanse us from a guilty conscience and having our bodies washed with pure water. Let us hold unswervingly to the hope we profess, for he who promised is faithful. And let us consider how we may spur one another on towards love and good deeds, not giving up meeting together as some are in the habit of doing, but encouraging one another all the more as you see the day approaching, the day of the Lord's return. And I want to break down some of this for us today. It is titled in my Bible, A Call to Persevere. And it says, I'm just going to read that first bit again. We'll do it in chunks because it makes it easy for everyone. It says, therefore, brothers and sisters, since we have confidence to enter the most holy place, by the blood of Jesus, by a new and living way, open for us through the curtain that is his body. And since we have a high priest over the house of God, we'll leave it there for now. There's these three key aspects that the writer mentions here to the audience at the time would have been, I guess, far more, um, they'd have been far more aware of than we perhaps are today. One is the great high priest. One is the veil or the curtain And the final one is the blood sacrifices. And now, you know, years ago, Christians would have maybe greeted each other. I'd have maybe said to Sean, are you washed in the blood, brother? And he, and he might have given me a hallelujah or, or something. I might have, you know, said, yeah, come on, somebody. I might have said to Sophie, it's all about the blood, sister. You know, that kind of thing. But, but both statements are 100% true and accurate, but have seemingly and perhaps understandably become culturally strange okay um you know it doesn't fit nicely into a sentence it perhaps doesn't appeal to people who I don't know don't love casualty or shows like that because uh you know and in this western world where we I guess struggle to maybe sacrifice time on Facebook or Instagram the the thought of animal sacrifice for atoning uh, for atoning of sin uh, it seems very strange, you know, for if I want to atone for something I've done, I maybe buy Hannah flowers. Uh, you'd be pleased to know there's not too many flowers having to be bought in this uh, early on in the marriage, um, although more flowers would be appreciated, I'm sure. Um, so I must start messing up. No, I'm joking. I, I, I am, of course, joking, by the way, please. Um, but, 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 you know, that for, for us, that is what making good is. It is, I, I'm sorry I've wronged you. I'll buy you some flowers and what, 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 whatever. So we don't perhaps fully grasp the biblical stance on blood sacrifices as atonement of sin. And therefore, it's perhaps not as relatable in this present day as through Christ, I can do all things. You know, that, that is so relatable for us today, as is for God so loved the world that he gave his only son. Both of those statements are core 
component of them is that it is because of the shed blood of Jesus that we can do all things through Christ. That it is for God so loved the world that he sent his only son to die as an atoning sacrifice, a making right sacrifice for sin that we can die. And if it wasn't that God sent Jesus to earth to settle the score, we would all well and truly be stuffed. And I think because we don't fully understand it, because it seems culturally strange, we do skip over things, don't we? And when we skip over things, what we do is um, we can be guilty of sometimes denying its power or we can limit in our minds maybe uh, who God is or we can limit in our minds his response to us. Uh, and like many of us, we, we can begin to think that we've got to impress him with big gestures. And uh, we can almost see kind of our trying to get the righteous count above the sin count. And it becomes like calorie counting, you know, like, oh, I had a really bad day yesterday, swore at a couple of people. So today I'm reading the book of Leviticus. You know, it, it, can, be, it can become that kind of thing if, if, we're, if we're not careful. Again, probably poor examples. But, um, you know, I think we've probably all at times felt like that. Oh God, I I feel so far away from you. I've really let you down today. So I'm going to like go hyper Christian. Sean calls them turbo Christians. You know, I'm I'm doing the full lot today in in an attempt to try and make right. Um, And who knows that it's tired living like that. It's tiring and it doesn't actually produce much fruit. Um, And you know, I I just want to show you today what it was like in the Old Testament, what they had to go through to make right for their sin. Um, And then we can all breathe a huge sigh of relief that God sent Jesus to, to die once and for all and encourage us to live in the fullness of that. Because, um, you, you know, in, in the Old Testament, there, there was blood sacrifices, there was high priests, there's all, all these different things uh, that if it, it wasn't for Jesus, we, we'd all still be living in that. And, um, you know, if, if we sinned in the Old Testament, you'd have to bring something to the temple to be offered uh, as a sacrifice for your sin. And for some of you, it'd have been daily. Come on. Uh, you'd, you'd have been there maybe twice a day, a few times a day. And, um, you know, that. Um, and if, if you, I guess if you had any sort of money, you'd bring either a, a female lamb or you'd bring a goat. Um, and I know Pete has uh, pet goats and they'd have gone, definitely. Um, <laughs> definitely um, wouldn't have uh, passed the test I'm afraid but um, and if you had no money you'd bring a pigeon or a dove basically Uh, and if you didn't have any money for one of them they'd sort you out another way either way you'd be made right but um, and it was the blood of those animals that was sacrificed and would be sprinkled on the altar and would cover your sin it wouldn't remove your sin but it would cover your sin Uh, but once a year Uh, On the Day of Atonement, which is mentioned in Leviticus chapter 16, which we're not going to read today, um, uh, the the priest would settle the sins of the whole nation that were committed in ignorance um, once and for all. He he would cover them. And I was thinking sins committed in ignorance. So, you know, if you swear in your sleep, you're covered, okay? Uh, Some of you perhaps do do things like that. But um, first, you know, only the high priest was able to enter the, the, the most holy of holies 
uh, in the temple. And he would only do that on this one day, the Day of Atonement. Once a year, a Jewish festival called Yom Kippur, which uh, is celebrated in October still today, every year. And the high priest would have entered through this veil. So some of the components that have been mentioned in Hebrews 10, we're beginning to see that, that he, he was a high priest. He'd enter through the veil into the holies of holies. And th- this is where God's presence resided. Uh, the, the Ark of the Covenant was there, his presence. So, so you know, it, you needed to make sure if you were going into the holies of holies that you were prepared for it. So um, firstly, the, the high priest would have to sa- make a sacrifice for his own sin. Because who knows if, if you're coming to uh, ask God to forgive the sins of the nation, you need to make sure you're right. Um, and he'd have had to do the different components of the law. And if he'd have failed on one criteria, um, then, then he could have expected to die in the presence of God because the power of God was so holy and pure in that room. So what they would do is the high priest would have a rope attached to him. So if he was to cark it, you know, if they were to send me in or something, um, then, then someone would have to pull him out. Uh, and another thing is we, we know that he didn't stay in there very long. He wasn't in there for a relationship. He was in there for this business transaction of God. I want to settle and make right this with you. So he, he didn't hang around because if he hung around, people would think he's dead. Okay. There must have been some secret sin, guys. He's gone. Okay, um, but and we know that when he came out, they'd throw this huge party of I, I've survived the presence of God, and it would be this big celebration of thing. And it's so different to, to how things are today. And so on this day of atonement, he'd go in there, he'd he'd have sacrificed a bull, he'd make that right for his own sin, and then they'd get these two goats. Okay, and um, uh, they draw lots. One goat's going to die. One's going to live. Uh, they would add the blood of the one goat to the blood already given. And with the second goat, it was called a scapegoat. And the priest would pray over this goat and impart basically all the sins of this nation onto this one goat and send it out into the desert, never to return. Incredible image of what Christ did for us as our scapegoat when he took our sins once and for all and removed them as far as the east is from the west. He was our scapegoat. And so, so this is what would have happened. And you think, Wow, there's a lot, you know, there's a lot of death. There's a lot of gore. There's a lot of animals being slaughtered. um, And it's kind of limited to this one man being able to do it. And he has to go through this curtain. He'd only go through once a year. Uh, And you end up kind of thinking that there's very much this separation between God and man. There is this barrier. And if it wasn't for the, the blood mentioned then there was no forgiveness of sin. Uh, you know, in Hebrews 9.22, it says, the law requires that nearly everything be cleansed with blood. And without the shedding of blood, there is no forgiveness. So, so everyone is reliant on this one day of the year, this day of atonement of sorting things. But actually, it didn't sort anything really. It covered things. It made right for a time. But then they'd have to go and repeat it year after year after year after year. And you know, Hebrews 10 verse 1 to 4 does a really good job of pointing out some of the faults in this. He says, the law is only a shadow of the good things that are coming, not the realities themselves. For this reason, it can never, by the same sacrifices repeated endlessly year after year, make perfect those who draw near to worship. Otherwise, would they have not been stopped being offered? For the worshippers would have been cleansed once and for all, 
would no longer have felt guilty for their sins, but those sacrifices are an annual reminder of sins. It's impossible for the blood of bulls and goats to take away sins. So all that happened was they had this awareness of sin. It reminded them that there was this barrier between them and God, that he is holy. We've got absolutely no way of getting into relationship with him because of this barrier of sin. It atoned for it, but it didn't remove it because of the blockage of sin. But here's the good news. Hebrews 10, 10 to 14. By that will, we have been made holy through the sacrifice of the body of Jesus Christ once and for all. Day after day, every priest stands and performs his religious duties. Again and again, he offers the same sacrifices which can never take away sins. But when this priest, Jesus, had offered for all time one sacrifice for sin, He sat down at the right hand of God. And since that time, he waits for his enemies to be made his footstool. For by one sacrifice, he has made perfect forever those who are being made holy. This is good news. Jesus took away sin once and for all. Not just the sins we commit in ignorance, but the sins that we're well aware of, the things that we perhaps just will go out of this place today and do in full awareness. They have been taken away because Jesus smashed the sin barrier once and for all. And you know, this actually sets Christianity aside from every single other religion. That one paid the price for all, once and for all time. Doesn't have to keep killing those animals anymore. You know, when Jesus died, his blood was a sacrifice for us that dealt with sin as a fulfillment of the law. He was the scapegoat. You know, when Jesus died, the curtain was torn in the temple from top to bottom. And we have a new way to enter, as we've read in Hebrews, through his body, a new and living curtain that he is our access to God. And when people had to go through a high priest to get to God, you had to go through someone else. He is our high priest. He is the way to God. And when people would go, when the high priest would go purely for this business transaction of, I I need to get this sorted and I need to get out of here. We can go, as it says, with a boldness to enter for relationship with God. How amazing is that? And you know, this does go far deeper than just the lives of many animals being spared over the years. You know, the vegans will be thankful for Christ's sacrifice because it was a game changer for them. But let me remind you today, it was a game changer for us as well. As we read, therefore, brothers and sisters, since we have confidence to enter the most holy place by the blood of Jesus, I want to remind you today to have confidence that you can enter, as another uh, translation says, you can enter boldly. You know, the, the word boldly or the word confidence isn't put here as a suggestion of how we should enter. It is put there as fact, like this is how we should be entering God's presence today. Two secs. <laughs> you know, he, he went on his behalf and shed his blood as a sacrifice to end all sacrifices and ripped up every barrier that stood in our way. I just want to remind you today there is no access issue between you and God anymore. 
that when the priests in the Old Testament would enter with fear and trembling that they might die, we can enter with this wonderful word, confidence, and we can enter boldly because we know that we are covered because of what Jesus did. We can enter boldly because of his sacrifice. As it says in that amazing hymn, In Christ Alone, it says, the wrath of God was satisfied. You know, we are justified. And because of that, we have the rights to all the eternal blessings of the kingdom of God. This is good news. You know, I, I want to encourage you to have that confidence to enter. Like it, it goes on to say, let us draw near to God with sincere hearts and with full assurance that faith brings, having our hearts sprinkled to cleanse us from a guilty conscience and having our bodies washed with pure water. Draw near. God's desire is he wants us to be close. He wants relationship with us. He doesn't just want a Sunday meeting with us. He desires a daily relationship. He wants us to enter his presence with confidence, knowing that our mess has been settled because of Jesus, that there is no barrier, and, let, and be reminded today that we have full access to draw close. You know, there are things that make us not draw close. Disappointment, discouragement, these can be barriers as they were for these early Christians who were going through terrible things and therefore were reverting back to old ways of doing things, maybe as coping mechanisms or whatever. They were discouraged and because they were discouraged, they didn't draw near when actually the fact that they weren't drawing near was the problem. Because when we lose that intimacy with Jesus, we lose everything. Nothing goes right. I don't know if anyone can testify to that. That when we lose that closeness with him, that nothing seems to go right. You know, literally like two months ago today when, when my dad passed away, I, I've had since then, you know, it was a massive shock. And it still is a massive shock. You know, like last night, again, I was just like, ah, oh, you know, and it's like, it's like this like crushedness in my spirit. And I have to, like daily make this decision. I need to draw near. I have to draw near because what else have I got? That I have to make that decision to draw in. And I, I think of, of the example of both my parents and think that, you know, and I think of how mom has dealt with everything. And people say, your mom is a strong woman. And, um, your, you know, your mom, um, you know, isn't she doing well? And, and I think, no, actually what it is is she knows how to draw near. She knows how to draw near to the throne of God. And I see that as an example because I've seen people go through stuff and it draws them away from God. You know, it becomes a barrier that stands in the way. And I've seen people who go through hell and it pushes them in and they remain faith-filled and hopeful because he who promised is faithful. And, and therefore they have something to stand on and they've got someone to trust in. And I, I tell you today, if there is a barrier between you and God, it is not on his side in any way, shape or form. And we need to make sure that we draw near. For some of us, it's guilt of things we've done. It's condemnation. And we need to be reminded, as it says in Romans chapter eight, for there is now no condemnation. For those that are in Christ, for some of you, the things that you have done and are ashamed of have become that barrier between you and God. That God doesn't want anything to do with me because of what I've done. He knows everything you've done and still forgives you and wants you to draw near to his throne today. For some of us, we get caught up in like traditions and rituals. And, you know, you've maybe been brought up in a, a church culture where God has this big stick and he is angry. 
And he wants to pour wrath out specifically on you. And I want to tell you today that he wants to remind you to draw near. We need to break that barrier and actually come close to him. And for some of us, we still feel like we need another high priest. You have to go through the pastor or we have people that we see on Instagram and Facebook and they become almost like our religious leader. And if they say it, whoa, it's God. You know, and if they don't say it, then it's nothing at all. And, you know, I'm all for having respect for people and I'm all for learning from people. But if they take the place as the high priest, that if they don't say it, then God hasn't spoke to me. God wants a personal relationship with you. Doesn't want you to go through someone else. I'm not, as a pastor, I'm not trying to get out of work by saying that. <laughs> um, but, um, but I'm saying he wants that personal relationship with you. He, he, like, for, for some of us, we always need that one person to pray with us and whatever. No, no, draw near yourself. For, you know, and for some of us, um, you know, we just need to bring all of this to him and have that confidence that, that we get through having relationship with him. You know, and just, just be reminded today that the problem of access with God is forever settled. The problem of a perfect high priest is forever settled. And the problem of sin has been forever settled. So in 23, let us hold unswervingly to the hope we profess for he who promised is faithful. And let us consider how we may spur one another on towards love and good deeds, not giving up meeting together as some are in the habit of doing, but encouraging one another all the more until you see the day approaching. Hold unswervingly to that hope. Be unwavering. What is it in your life that makes you waver? What is it, you know, today just be reminded of how good Jesus is and all he's done and hold on to that. He is faithful and because he is faithful, we can fully trust him. You know, our light and momentary troubles are nothing compared to the glory that will be revealed in us. Our eternity and our future is sorted because of Jesus. So let's spur one another on towards love and good deeds. You know, there are people in this room who need spurring on. There are people who should be in this room, but for whatever reason aren't this morning, who need spurring on towards love and good deeds. And you know, we need to make sure that we are getting around people and loving them and pointing, that, pointing them towards the throne of God, reminding them they can enter boldly, reminding them that the, the issue of access was forever settled because of Jesus. And you know, because things like distractions and discouragements and things are barriers and do hinder us coming and they pull people away. You know, I love where he says in Hebrews, don't give up meeting together as some of you are in the habit because we need to have that community to spur each other on. And for some of us, we've taken a step back from community and it almost in doing that, we're like, I'm putting up a barrier. Uh, and today, it's, it's a reminder we need to break down these barriers that there has been none put up from God's side. That's all, you know, that's the, the main point of this issue today. If you feel like the main point of this message today is if you feel like there are access issues, there are none from God. It says in Hebrews 10, 35, so do not throw away your confidence. It will be richly rewarded. Why doesn't the band just come to the stage and 
give everyone the, the joy of knowing that we've nearly come to an end. Don't throw away your confidence. Don't allow barriers that don't actually exist or have any weight to limit your access to God for whatever reason. Some of you have put your confidence away. For some of you, you, you have almost taken down that confidence. Maybe it's shame. Maybe it's guilt. Maybe um, it, it's health or lack of. Maybe it's um, distraction. It's discouragement. Whatever it is, we, we need to make sure that, that we are filled up with a fresh confidence today. We need to just be reminded. And I hope today from all that has been said, you have been reminded just the lengths and breadth that God went to, to get to you. And actually, we want to draw close to his throne today. Let us push. You know, a key component of everything that's been said is relationship. God wants relationship. It changes everything. You know, I would approach my parents with the confidence of a son. Yeah. Does that make sense? You know, I... I would communicate with them with the confidence of a son. I would ask from them with the confidence of a son. I would participate as a welcomed member of the family. I would understand my rights and my inheritance as a son. I would understand the boundaries of protection that my parents put in place as a son. I would understand what our family stood for I'd serve as a son. I would give as a son. I'd love as a, as a son. And I would know that I was loved as a son. Never assuming any barriers, never assuming any different. I assumed that I had full access to my parents. And, and I think, how much more does our Father in heaven? If, if, if I, as a son on earth, have full access to my parents, then, then how much more is there from our Father in heaven? And some of us, we, we, we just because of the barrier of how God sees us or how we think he reacts to us, we don't approach him as sons and daughters. We don't come with the confidence of knowing he is our Father in heaven. We don't, we don't pray like a son or a daughter. We don't ask like a son or a daughter. We don't serve like a son or a daughter. We serve out of this duty or this feeling like we ought to. We don't give because we're sons and daughters. We, we give because, again, like we ought to or, you know, people are putting pressure on us or whatever. We, we, we don't actually, some of us, I don't feel, believe that we are welcome sons and daughters and welcome in this family. And, and today, I just need to remind you that once and for all, you have been cleansed, we've been released, we have been released from sin and all of that. And do you know one of the things we've been released for is to be able to serve God. Eternal inheritance has been given to us, we've been set free, sin has been done away with, salvation is ours we have confidence to enter the presence of God. There is full access. And do you know what? For some of us, this is really important. We have full assurance. And I pray that today that you would understand that full assurance. So, you know, if you feel like you need a touch from God today, if you feel like perhaps there's been barriers placed in from your side, do you know what we need to do? We just need to draw near to him. 
You know, why don't we just stand to our feet just in, in this moment? You know, the presence of God is in this room and I can really feel it through worship this morning. And I, I thought it, it's, it, it's so crucial for us to actually make this personal to us, that it, it's easy for us to, to hear good things and, and whatever, but actually this, we need to make this personal today and that isn't via me to you, but it, it is between you and God. And you just maybe beginning to give voice to some of the barriers that have perhaps been placed by you and just saying, God, I, I ask you just to release this. Today, I choose to stand as a son or a daughter of you. Today, I, I want to enter with that confidence that's been spoken about. Lord, will you just show me that you're here? You know, because one of the key things in Christianity is the amazing, beautiful thing that we can draw near to God. And, and how so many of us just stand on the shoreline or when we pray, it's like, yeah, is anyone going to hear? Come on. We can draw near to the throne of God today. God wants to touch your life today. God wants to bless you today. God wants to, you to know that he is close today. God wants to have a relationship with you today. God wants to build you up today. He wants to strengthen you today. He wants to love on you today because some of you don't feel loved in this way. He wants you to be forever reminded that your sin has no place. It means nothing because of the barrier being smashed through Jesus Christ. I pray there will be a fresh confidence that we walk in today. Lord, I, I just pray for people just as we stand and receive from you today, Lord, every mind, every heart different, everyone going through different things, every mind in a different place, Lord, but you know. And Lord, I, I pray that you would bring to mind the things that need to be brought to mind today. Lord, I, I pray that people would give to you what has already been dealt with today. Lord, I pray that there would be a releasing that happens in here. Lord, we are forever thankful that you sent Jesus as our eternal sacrifice once and for all. And Lord, I pray that there would be a fresh entering in with confidence today. Lord, I pray that people would understand afresh today just the lengths and breadths you went to have us as your children. And Lord, I pray that people would know they were loved in here Lord, I pray you'd remind people of purpose today in here. And Lord, I pray that we'd have the, almost the guts to receive this, the willingness to receive this, the, the, the maybe if we can't even get our head around this, that we would accept this today, that this is truth, even if it isn't quite how it's lining up for us today. We'd allow God to work in it. Holy Spirit, I just ask that you just come. Lord, we do just ask that you would, you would come and tear down the things that are standing between your people and you. Come on, let's worship. Thank you for listening to this podcast from Influence Church. For any more information, visit our website, influencechurch.co.uk. Influence Church, empowering you to make a difference in your world for the kingdom of God.